Hey guys, before we get into the episode, it blows my mind that we're launching another podcast. And this time, I actually want to feature you guys as a guest. Now, if you're a six-figure entrepreneur who has your own podcast and you listen to the show, I actually want to interview you on our brand new podcast, which is called Six Figure Podcast Rebels. You just need to go to www.top100interview.com and you can apply to get featured. All right, guys, back to the show. Have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and thought, wow, I really thought I'd be further ahead by now? If so, you are not alone. I've spent the last two years traveling the globe looking for the answers. The problem is, it's fear of failure that was holding me and so many of you back. I realized that no one was telling the real story of entrepreneurship. So I flew to the US, decided to face my fear and go all out to build my million dollar business completely from scratch. But the real question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our online tribe and share the internet's top marketing secrets. My name is Jamie Atkinson, and this is the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Atkinson, the podcast junkie. And you know what? I'm I'm pretty pumped for today. I mean, and that's not that's not something that I usually say, right, guys? Like, I'm never excited about the interviews that come on. <laughs> but honestly, today, the person that we're interviewing, I was actually featured on her podcast before she came on mine. And this person absolutely blew me away. She is not only authentic and real as you fucking like, she'll tell you exactly what she feels. And she's the person that's influencing a ton of thought leaders through her podcast, Today's Thought Leader. And honestly, she's a huge inspiration, has a massive heart, really wants to help and empower people. And my guest today is Ruby Fremen. She's been named as an inspirational woman by the Huffington Post. She's an icon of influence named at the 2018 New Media Summit. And honestly, she's a huge visionary. She runs amazing summits and leadership events. And I'm just super excited to bring her on the podcast today. So please welcome my guest, Ruby. What's going on? Jamie, that was quite the intro. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I completely ad-libbed it. So there we go. So I hope you, hopefully it was okay. <laughs> it was awesome. Thank you. Well, well, Ruby, I'm super happy to speak to you because you were very kind in bringing me on to speak to one of your masterminds the other day. And I met some amazing people who were inside of your community. And one of the really big things that stood out to me was that how much these women really um, respected one another, but also, you know, you could tell that there was a whole lot of trust in that room, which was amazing. So one, I'm super grateful to have been in there. But the reason I bring that up is I want people who are listening to this show to get a little bit of a better understanding about you and, and kind of understand. So I don't want to spend too much time with a huge intro, but can you just give us a really quick kind of rundown of what you're all about so people can get that sense of who Ruby is? Yeah, definitely. So I am a coach who believes in connection over division and collaboration over competition. I think that with the social media, digital media space being what it is nowadays, everyone is in a rush to get, you know, hit 20,000, 50,000, 1 million followers. Everyone's in a rush to get uh, an absurd amount of likes and follows and engagement. Everyone's all obsessed about the numbers and they're losing sight of what is actually truly important. And in that rat race to get the numbers, they're forgetting who they are. And so we have amazing technology at our fingertips that's actually encouraging 
people to manipulate how they're being seen. And the work that I do is I support the, the conscious leaders, the ones who really have a message that want, they want to bring out into the world in a big way. And I support them in bringing that message out in a big way, but in an aligned way, a way that really supports their values, their beliefs, so that they can show up as as the fullest expression of who they are and in order to do that they need to step into the the confidence and the conviction for the gifts and and the message that they have to share so i love the work that i do i always like to sum it up as i am here to give the world a voice i think again with social media being what it is it's it's easy for us to show up and just say things to appease the masses versus saying what's truly on our minds and that is what's going to differentiate the conscious leaders from the unconscious leaders is that the conscious leaders are the ones who are here we are here to just speak the fucking truth we are here to just pursue our fucking purpose and share our message in an unapologetic and unleashed way um and and if people judge us great, right? Like that's what separates those who are really truly meant to be in our audience and our community from those who aren't. Yeah. So, I mean, it's so important show. to be unapologetic, right? I mean, I was just on another interview with, uh, I was on someone else's show about an hour ago and we riffed on this a lot. It was about mm. the fact that you shouldn't be scared to sell what you're selling because you should truly have a product that you believe in that's going to enhance people's lives. And if it isn't that and you know it isn't that, then something needs to change. Like that's, that's so important to have that belief, I think. So important. And what you just described, like I was one of those people who for the first few years of, of being a coach, I was scared. And it was because I hadn't gained the confidence to, to really understand the value of what I had to offer. I was getting obsessed with the numbers like everyone else does, with trying to enroll people, with the quick um, cash flow, whatever it was. And it took a lot of shifting my focus from the external results and back internally so that I could do the inner work necessary to gain the confidence that I needed in myself to put myself out there in an unapologetic way and, you know, now enrollment calls, I mean, they don't even feel like enrollment calls. They're simply just conversations. I know the value of what I have to offer. I'm confident with my skills as a coach and a mentor. And that's, that's the differentiator, right? And that's where people, what people have to, like our listeners, you have to realize that that's what's going to set you apart, right? People don't want to buy shit from you if you're stumbling over your words or you don't really understand what it is that you're selling. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why do you, why do you think so many of us get so stuck on the numbers? Like, where does that come from? Oh, it comes from a variety of sources. Uh, number one, there's a lot of coaches and strategists who encourage their clients to focus on the numbers without actually supporting them in doing the inner work possible to gain those numbers, right? If you are strictly focused on making 10K a month, because that seems to be popular or right now, I think it's like going from six figures to seven figures. Yeah. If, right. right? See, I on the ads, like six to seven, like, here we go. Right. And it, and it's this social pressure, um, that, and combined with, we think that the money is actually what's going to, or the numbers is what 
makes our work worth it. It's that's what gives our work value. And that's incorrect. It's the results that you have to deliver the results that you co-create with your clients. I mean, I've worked with people and spent thousands upon thousands of dollars and been severely disappointed because the people that I've worked with did were not results driven. And now like I have amazing coaches and mentors who are results driven, who go uh, beyond the expectations to support their clients in delivering results. And that's the difference. I think what's missing here right now in our landscape is the piece about loyalty, right? Like you can make a quick buck. Anyone can make a quick buck, right? We can all make quick bucks by creating these uh, offers that will give us a, an influx of cash. But is that actually going to create loyalty for you or your brand or the work that you do? No. And for the best interest of your customers as well. Right. Like helping them to achieve, you know, that higher purpose, that higher mission that they want to go to, right? Exactly. And so for me, it's like getting really clear on what their their desires are, what their needs are, and then also being able to shed a light on the stuff that they're not seeing, you know, the shit that they're denying or the shit that they're refusing to see or resisting and that's what I do. You know, I, I just highlight all the bullshit. I help them excavate their truth and, um, am really focused on supporting them and creating those results that they seek. So how do you do that? Cause I heard you mention a lot about the inner work and, you know, yes. and I've gone through and, and I was talking to this with somebody just a couple of days ago about man, entrepreneurship is really about personal development. And it's like, as you grow as a person, it's like the, the, the result of personal growth manifests in your business in the form of cash. And it's kind of crazy that that happens, but you know, how do you, how do you focus on the inner work? Like how, how do, how do you help people figure out where to even start with that? Yeah. First of all, I love what you just said. As you grow as a person, you know, it reflects in the business and that's where so many people have it backwards. They think that if I grow my business, that's going to help me grow. And it's the other way around. The more that we grow as individuals and as human beings, the more that we start to accelerate and take control of our evolution, the more that's going to reflect in the work that we do. And, and then that just opens the floodgates for, for money, for sales, for, for clients, for more aligned partnerships and opportunities, et cetera. And so for me, um, the inner work really is everything that you're doing around the personal spiritual development, everything that you're doing to build that solid foundation for yourself. And for those who are really green to it, it's starting at the basics, like getting to know what it is that you value, uncovering your actual belief system. And are these beliefs that you actually believe or are these beliefs that you've adopted due to, you know, the people who raised you or your religious upbringing or society, whatever it is, because we need to get clear on what the foundation is. What's the foundation that you're building everything on? Because the business isn't the foundation. You are the foundation. Your business wouldn't exist without you. It's not the other way around. And so inner work is really about diving deep into yourself. It's creating that, it's establishing that relationship with yourself and having an absolute devotion to your growth, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, but really always focusing on those four components and growing each one. When was it that you figured that out for yourself, Ruby? So to really start to understand and master your own self, because it, it I kind of, the sense I get is it seems like this is something that you've managed to accomplish for yourself and you're now showing other people how to kind of do that. So what, what was that point for you? 
Yeah, for me, it was like 2012 when I hit the bottom of the bottoms. And at the time I was a drug addict, I had just um, ended a very, very abusive relationship. And it was the first time in my life where I took ownership. You know, it was the first time in my life where I looked at, at my life and where I was and realized that I was there because of an accumulation of the choices and decisions that I had made. No one was holding me at gunpoint. I made all these decisions. I chose to be an addict. I chose to numb my pain. I chose to be with the, in these abusive relationships. I chose to um, repress my depression. I chose to do all these things. And so for me, the easiest thing in that moment, because you have to understand when I was in that space, I w- my worth was completely shot. I had no identity, none. I didn't know who I was. And there was a very big part of me that didn't even want to continue. But there was this other part of me that was like, let me just see if I can choose different because I've just made this great insight that my choices have led to this. So what if I just start choosing differently? Is that going to help? And the easiest choices for me to make, because the mindset for me was way like that was like levels above where I was at. So what was easiest for me was the physical body at that point in time. And I think the physical health stuff is an entry point for a lot of people when they get into personal development. For me, it was like learning to get, uh, to create like a very devoted practice at the gym and with hot yoga and learning how to fuel my body and eat the right foods. And so as I continued to be dedicated to working out regularly, eating really good foods, taking care of my health, I started to physically feel better. And as I started to physically feel better, my mental state started, I started to gain some clarity. And that's when I could work on the spiritual health and the mental health and the emotional health being one of the last pieces. Um, So for me, it was like the idea of controlling what's controllable. And for everyone, it's different in any point in time. You know, what's controllable for me right now is a lot more than, you know, back in 2012. So you always have to start with what is something that is within your control that you can control right now. And for me, the physical body, the physical health stuff was the best entry point to get on this journey. And because that was where I started and I saw such value in it, I mean, it literally opened the doors for my emotional development, my spiritual development, like learning how to be with depression and anxiety without drugs. You know, I really had to learn how to feel again. And the only reason I was able to do any of that was because I started taking control of my physical health. So it's been a journey and it's one that I am so devoted to even to this day because I understand the value of it. You know, a lot of people want to like poo-poo eating good food. It's like, do you understand the value of good health? Like, do you understand what that does for you and how much that can unlock for you in your business? Yeah, it's crazy. And I'm really, thank you for sharing that because, you know, I, I find that there's so many people we get on and, you know, and when people look at you, Ruby, and they see what you've done with your podcast and you're a really strong person and you're very clear on your identity. And for somebody who's just coming into this, who, who doesn't have that, they can sometimes see these people and think like, well, that's easy for you because you're this strong person. So mm-hmm. I think it's really important to hear that that journey you went through and, you know, and, and understand that 
all of us sometimes need that, right? You need to go through these hardships to be able to grow from it and, and realize what's important. And what I'm really curious about here as well is because now, you know, you're massive into, you know, helping these visionaries and these thought leaders. Like, at what point did you start to focus on that being like your movement? Because the reason I ask is that, you know, I know it's so important for people to get this vision and to get this mission that they get behind. So I was mm-hmm. kind of curious where that started for you. Yeah. So for me, I've been coaching since the end of 2014. And at the beginning, I was basically coaching, coaching anyone and everyone uh, because I really just wanted the experience. I was a trained coach and legitimately I had the skills to coach anyone. Um, But through the years, I started to uncover that there were certain types of clients who excited me more. There are certain types of clients that I felt more passionate about serving. And the great um, part about being an entrepreneur is you get to build your business your way. And so I just started to niche down to working with leaders because for me on a bigger picture scale, when I look at the world today, I mean, it's very obvious to anyone that uh, a lot of the the shadows and the wounds and the trauma is coming to the surface right now. I mean, we see this with the presidency in the United States. We see this with all that's happening with um, Mother Nature all over the world. Like there is a lot happening in our sphere. And now more than ever, we need the conscious leaders to rise. We need the leaders who really are here to do good. The leaders who are here to take their wounds and use that as power to support other people. And like I said earlier, like I'm, I know I'm here to give the world a voice because my entire life journey has been one of finding my voice. So if I can find my voice through all of the shit that I've been through, I am convinced that I can support anyone and find that voice. And I want to do that with the conscious leaders because I can definitely create a ripple effect in the world. I believe that one person can create change. And imagine if I then direct all the skills and gifts that I have towards other leaders, the ripple effect that they get to then create within their communities. I mean, that just continues to amplify this giant ripple effect where we now have an army of conscious leaders who are doing good in the world. And that to me is my my big vision. Like that, that excites me. That's something yeah. I'm fired up about. And it's, and it's so important because you have such conviction behind that and you are absolutely 100% confident that that's what you're meant for and that's the purpose that you have going forward. And you're so right by creating that and by doing that, you're able to create this knock-on effect of you know amazing, um, really you know passive impact, you know impact that's going to go way beyond what you can actively be doing, something that's going to ripple and, and touch more people. And one thing that I'm really wanted to ask about because with you helping so many people create these um you know these visions and these missions as thought leaders you'll probably have a lot of insight into this but your vision is very clear but somebody who's listening at home right now who feels like that could be them they feel like they could be a leader they feel like that maybe that's something that they're meant for but they don't necessarily understand how to get to that point I mean, how do people find their vision or mission if they want to be, you know, this thought leader that's pushing people forward? Yeah. So I'd love to offer a visual. Um, And this is one that I I give to a lot of my clients. And imagine walking outside your house and you look at your neighborhood, you see the houses across the street, the cars that are always parked in that, their front um, lawn. You, you know what 
it looks like across the street because you live in this home, you know your neighbors, you get it. Then imagine walking outside your house one day and it's super foggy and the fog is so, so thick. The only way that you can see through that fog is by taking a step forward and then you gain maybe another foot of vision. And then you take another step forward and then you gain maybe another foot of vision and another step and another step. And soon you're at the house across the street, right? Being your vision. And so the only way that we are going to get clear on our purpose and on our vision and on the mission is by taking these actionable steps. So you don't have to know everything. You don't have to know your exact niche when you begin. You don't have to know your exact purpose. You don't have to know your exact vision, mission, or cause. You just have to know which direction you want to head in and then identify that next single step that you can take. And this is like a daily process. You know, maybe it's today you take this one step and by taking that one step, it highlights the next step. And tomorrow you take that next step. And by taking that next step, it highlights the next step. And that's how we create the momentum towards building our vision because clarity doesn't just come to us downloaded from the ethers in a meditation, right? Like that can happen, but we also have the power to create clarity and clarity is created through action. That's so powerful. And, but there still will be people who say, okay, so I get that and I want to take the step. But there will be people that will be get stuck along the way, right? There's going to be moments where maybe they're doing it, maybe they're getting through that process. And I always kind of think of it a bit like, you know, you start that process, you start to go to the gym, you start to work out, and then you hit a bump along the road and it knocks you off course. So mm-hmm. for the people you work with, Ruby, like what are some of those biggest obstacles that people come into? that you see people getting stuck on time and time again? Well, I mean, I literally just had a client session this morning where this exact thing happened, where he has this direction that he's moving towards, um, you know, somewhat of a clarity around his vision, but his old patterns kept coming up. You know, he's so used to serving others before he serves himself. And he serves other people to a point where he'll deplete himself, his bank account, everything. Um, And so he calls it the white knight syndrome, where he's always saving people to the point where it, it actually makes him ill. And so he had gotten to this point again. And we got on today's session and started discussing it. And I just looked at him because we do sessions via Zoom. And I said, are is this how you want to live? Just tell me the truth. Is this how you want to live? And he said, no. And I said, okay, great. Like you're here, you're showing up, you're breaking the pattern. Now what? And it's like understanding that in any given fucking moment, you have the power to create change. You have the power to interrupt your patterns because that's all we're doing. We're all just living these imprints of patterns that are in our subconscious minds. You know, these are patterns that are based upon our beliefs, our values, on what we know, on what we've learned, again, through the people who raised us, through our religious societies, through cultural upbringing, through through digital media, whatever it is. And we play out these patterns, whether it's people pleasing, whether it's playing small, whether it's diminishing your light, whether it's keeping quiet, not speaking your truth, whatever it is, you will continue to replay that pattern until you start to create a new pattern. And when you create the new pattern, there's for sure going to be a tug of war. And you can be in that tug of war space for a while. 
people where the old self is going to want to retract and go back into your old ways because it's easier. It feels safe. You know what's going to happen. And the new self is going to want to step into this new pattern, which might feel a little unsafe because you don't know what to expect and you don't know how to be when you're this person who is showing up maybe free of judgment or a person who is showing up and playing big or a person who is showing up and actually using your voice and speaking your truth. And so you go through this tug of war phase and trust me, I was there for years. There's a, it takes a lot of effort, a lot of effort to choose a different pattern. But in that choice, you start to create different imprints in your subconscious mind. And eventually the new pattern becomes easier, but you've got to do it. It's like, if you've never worked out your biceps before at a gym and you try and pick up a 90 pound dumbbell, like there's no way in hell you're going to fucking curl that. Right. So you might start on a five pound or a seven and a half pound dumbbell and you start curling that. But the more you start working out your biceps, the more, you know, the easier you get to the 90 pound dumbbell. So this is what this, this is what this game of life is all about is you get to create these new patterns. Um, so first identify the pattern that you really want to break and you need to acknowledge and accept that this is your pattern. Acceptance is very key. You need to accept like, yes, I play small because I am scared of what people are going to say. And I'm scared of what people are going to say because at the end of the day, I just want to be loved. Right. So you have to accept that. And then through, through that acceptance, you get to identify what's the new pattern then. Well, my new pattern is I get to show up and speak my truth and honor those who are with me and let go of those who aren't great. Okay. New pattern. So anytime you find yourself going into the old pattern, the awareness is going to kick in and you have a choice in that moment. You can continue with the old pattern or you can do what is going to feel really fucking tough in that moment and choose the new pattern. You have to prove yourself a new story. You have to prove it to yourself that you can live differently. And that's what this is all about. It's so important. And I think it's interesting because I think a lot of people understand the analogy of if you want to go and work out in the gym, you have to put in the work, mm -hmm. you're going to break down your muscles, there'll be pain, but then there's growth through the pain. And a lot of people understand that principle, but still aren't willing to yes. go and put themselves through it for whatever reason. And, you know, it's mm -hmm. so funny that in personal development, it's no different. You know, in whatever you do, there's going to be an obstacle in the way of the goal you want to achieve. And you have to break yourself on that obstacle time and time and time again. And it's going to be painful and it's going to be difficult and it's going to make you feel like shit. But when you mm -hmm. put yourself through that, that's where that massive growth happens, right? Because it's a, it's a reminder. Um, and I'm sure anyone listening to this who works out, like it's a reminder, right. Of what we're actually capable of when you feel like you can't do another rep and then you push yourself to do the, the next rep, like we're capable of so much more than we want to give ourselves credit. And the only way that we can prove that to ourselves is by actually doing it, by taking that step, by putting in the effort. Yeah. Wow, that's so important. And what do you think? What do you think is the for most people that they they struggle to understand what they kind of need to accept? So you talked about how people need to understand that you know maybe it's because they are scared of what other people think, and maybe it's mm -hmm. because they you know there's other things that are going on in the inner game that they don't really understand. Like, how do you just become aware of that to know what it is that's that's holding you back? 
Yeah, that one is, the awareness is also a muscle, right? So we start with, um, for, I mean, we can all probably reflect back to the days when we didn't, we weren't in personal development. We were very unaware, you know, we were living kind of moment to moment um, and letting our subconscious run uh, our actions and our decisions. And we just kind of like autopiloted through life. And then at some point you get a spark of awareness and you start to realize it's like almost, it's almost like looking at yourself from an outsider's perspective and you start to see different things. And as you practice seeing yourself in that way, in that like highlighting, okay, well, here's where I'm, what I'm resisting or here, why does this feel tough? You know, so instead, that's a really good example, actually. So instead of just saying, oh, this feels tough, asking yourself, why does this feel tough? Like get really curious about why you're stopping yourself. And that's how we start to expand on the awareness. I mean, there's no, I wish I had a magic tool for this, but it's really just questioning all of your motives and your actions and your behaviors. That's what it is. It's getting really, really curious about you and how you're showing up and how you're acting and reacting and, and why you're doing these things. And then hopefully with the support of a coach or mentor or people that you have around you, you can continue expanding on that because there's a lot of things that I didn't see in myself that I've had other people help me realize, you know, my coaches and mentors shed light on a lot of things that I didn't see. And I'll, I'll tell you, like, I didn't like it at the time when they would shine big I'm not willing to accept. And so for anyone listening, just start getting really curious. Like, why do you react the way you react? Uh, um, so the next time you feel like you're triggered or in a reactive state, ask yourself, why am I reacting the way I re- I'm reacting right now? Versus just letting the reaction go on autopilot. And then get yeah. curious about your emotions and, and whatever it is that you're feeling. Yeah, because whether it's anger or jealousy or, you know, sadness or happiness, like that's that's what I find interesting about this is people typically only question, if they question at all, they typically only question the negative. But Mm. is there there a lot of enlightenment in questioning what makes you feel good as well, Ruby? Definitely. I mean, we want to know that. I think it's easier to identify what we don't want. Like if you ask someone who's single, um, who's like ready to mingle and they, <laughs> I had to say that. And you ask them like, well, what do you, what do you want in a partner? The first thing they're going to say is, well, here's what I don't want. I mean, we've, we've, we've all heard that, right? Because it's easy to understand what we don't want because we don't want it because we've experienced it before. Right. So we've experienced what we don't, when we experience something, we'll understand if we want it or we don't want it. And we cling on to what we don't want. And so by identifying what you don't want, the negative, AKA the negative, you can then on the flip side, identify what you do want. And we're always as human beings, either running towards what we want or running away from pain. Like those are the two motivating factors that we have as human beings. You're always running towards what you want, or you're running away from pain. If you're running away from pain, you don't know where you're running to, and you could be running in circles back towards your pain again. Whereas if you're running towards what you want, you have a vision of where you're going. So maybe what you want is just that, that spark of joy or the happiness, the feeling of happiness. If you, you're so used to feeling depressed your entire life and you feel happy, it's like, great, 
oh, wow, get curious about that. What, why am I happy right now? Like what's, what's bringing me so much joy right now? And the more that you start to understand that, the easier it becomes for you to then run towards what you want. I think it's super interesting as well, because talking about that pain versus pleasure thing, I didn't realize as well what the statistics were. And, you know, this might not be exactly right, but I know that roughly 80% of people are looking to get away from pain and mm -hmm. 20% of people are looking to move towards pleasure. But also, it's, it's typically concentrated. So like my audience is primarily entrepreneurs. And the vast majority of most thought leaders and entrepreneurs are moving towards pleasure. Whereas a lot of your average, you know, average Joe regular people out there, you know, 80% of those people are going to be moving towards pain. So I think that's fascinating to think about that. Right. I mean, and I would also just challenge that because I think a lot of people, even if they're in the leadership space or entrepreneurship space, they're going to want to say, they're going to give you a heady answer and they're going to say, I'm running towards what I want. It's like, are you really though? Or, or are you just running away from that feeling of being broke? Yeah. Really important right? to think about that, right? And, and so it's really, and that's why, that's why a lot of entrepreneurs fall into that um, trap of, okay, no, 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 I need to make 10K a month, 10K a month. It's like, why the fuck do you want to make 10K? Do you even understand that? Like, does that even cover your expenses or is that more than you need? Like get super fucking clear on what you want for yourself, for your life. Um, I mean, I've worked with hundreds of leaders and a lot of times they don't know what they want. They say they know it because it sounds good because it makes them look good. Because again, like social media, we are all trying to look good. And when they dive into the deep inner work, that's when they realize like, shit, I actually don't know. I'm just trying to run away from being broke or I'm just trying to run away from being seen as um, a loser or being seen as someone who's never going to accomplish anything or they're trying to accomplish this so that they can prove to their parents or their dad or their mom or their ex that, hey, look, I can do it. It's like, really? So basically, you're still running away from pain. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that's interesting as well because like I look at what I was always doing before and it was mm -hmm. always about putting up a front, you know, I was traveling the world and I'd be posting these pictures and I'm like, yo, but really what's happening is I'm broke and things aren't going well, but I don't want to be perceived that way. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting now, like the, the most joy that I get out of what I do is seeing the people that I work with flourish. I mean, I was just at an event last week and I think I must've cried about four or five times at the event because there's people there who have come through and work with me and I'm, I'm just watching them and seeing what they're doing now that they've, you know, now they've got their podcast and they've got their voice, like seeing just how they interact differently and seeing mm. their passion come forward. It like makes me emotional, but it was really important for me to feel that because then I recognize like, this is what I do this shit for. Like that yes. feels fucking awesome. And like, I, I want to do more of that. I love that you said that because I think as entrepreneurs and leaders, it's really easy to forget that because we have so much on our plate right? There's a lot of things that we're doing. And again, social media. And so there is definitely um, something about presence that we need to put attention to, like our presence, whether it's online, offline. And we have to always, always, always stay rooted in the results, in what we're doing for other people in the service and remind ourselves of that because I think it's so easy to forget. It's so easy to forget the amazing transformations that we co-facilitate when we get fixated on the numbers or we get, you know, um, caught up in our launches or caught up in the doing, doing, doing. 
and for you, it just sounds like at that event, like what an amazing experience to just remind yourself of, of your true gift, the power of your gifts and, and what you are actually doing, because this isn't, this is so much more than the launches and the programs and the offers and, and the sales and all of that shit. This is about the lives that are being changed. By the people. Yes. So important. Ruby, this has been, it's been super fun. I've got probably one last big question that I want to ask you before we sign off for the episode. And I'm just super grateful to have you on because I think what you're sharing is so important. And there's a lot of entrepreneurs who are listening to this who, who want to create these mass movements and they, they want to really understand this. And, and if you haven't checked out Ruby's podcast, you absolutely need to go over to it because you get so many amazing thought leaders that come on your show. And, and I think you'll help a lot of people. But what I'm really curious about is from everything you've told me, and there's going to be a bunch of people listening to this who, who need what you've got. Is there something that you wish that everybody who's listening to this, like every single one of them could do? And what would that be? Like, what do you wish that if everyone could just do this one thing, what would, what would that be? Yeah. Easy. Devote yourself to the inner work. I think it's really, um, easy for us to say we want to change the world. And then we look at the, you know, I'm going to donate to charity. I'm going to go help here and I'm going to help these people. and I'm going to serve these people. But it's like, imagine if every single person on this planet, every single person on this planet was devoted to their inner world. They were devoted to becoming a better human being. Well, naturally, as a result, we Hey, Ruby, you still there? Yes. Okay, my connection just went terrible. That last bit you said, um, mm -hmm. where you said easy, it's the inner work. Can you just go straight from there again? Yes. If every single person on this planet were to devote themselves to their inner work, that is when we will actually see changes happening in our world. So many people want to change the world. So many people want a better planet and they go to do things like donating money, working at charities, um, you know, serving other people. And they forget that the planet is made up of individuals. And if we were all to just focus on our inner work we would become better human beings as a better human beings we would then have a better planet yeah man that's super powerful and a really important thing to end on and, and if anybody is listening right now and you're thinking about what can i do after this episode what can i do to take action on what ruby's just said that's it right there it's just taking a moment and really committing and saying this is what i'm going to try and do and I would challenge you to do that. You know, a lot of you will move on to the next podcast or go about your day or carry on with the next thing, but just take a moment and think about what can you actually do with what Ruby just said. And Ruby, so I'm super grateful about everything you've just shared. I had a blast on the episode today. For a lot of people listening, they are going to want to get more of you. I know that's the case because it's always the same whenever I hear you speak with anything. <laughs> Where will <laughs> go if they want to hear more about Ruby and find out more about what you do and, and everything that you offer? Yeah. So 
you can head to my website, rubyframon.com. And um, you can also reach out to me on social media at I am Ruby on all social media platforms. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, I'm there. Um, I frequent Instagram and Twitter. So if you want to get a hold of me, send me a DM. Let me know that you listened to this episode and share your biggest in- insight. I would love to hear from you. So slip into my DMs. And then of course, like if you are a thought leader or conscious leader and you're really looking to surround yourself with other conscious thought leaders, you're in the right place by following my work. And I have something called the Thought Leader Collective. So reach out, ask me about it, and I'll send you in the right direction. Amazing, Ruby. So guys, you got it there. She is Ruby. She's awesome. Go follow her stuff. I do all the time. One of the only podcasts that I do listen to frequently. And Ruby, just thanks so much for being on the show. I appreciate you massively. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. And thanks guys for listening. And make sure you stick around because we've got some more awesome episodes coming to you real soon. Thanks guys. Bye now. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.